Hey, Taco Tuesday fans, this is Christian Brindle. And I am Glenn Shelton. We came together and it combined our forces to create something special for insurance agents called Taco Tuesday. Let's talk about insurance. My company, Christian Brindle Insurance Services, and my company, Lead Heroes, is here to bring you the latest and greatest news happening in the insurance industry today and eat some tacos while we do it. If you enjoy the content that we put out on this podcast, feel free to leave us a review or subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Without further ado, let's get into this episode of Taco Tuesday. Oh, so I don't want my real name to be. I did that because I thought only you guys were going to see Medicare Mama. No, it's okay. It's okay. Everyone will know. Everyone will know who, who you think Medicare Mama is perfect. Okay, fine. Yeah, and a lot of the agents know about. We are officially live, guys. Thanks for tuning in to a special episode this morning of Taco Tuesday with our special guest Sylvia Gordon. Um, before we get started, there's so much stuff to cover here. First of all, you guys, Christian. And a short and I, amount of time. Yes, we do have a short amount of time. We have a hard stop at an hour, so I want to get us through as much as possible. Um, but Christian and I are doing a giveaway. So comment below on this video. Just say anything. Say you're here. Say you love Sylvia. Say you love tacos. Say you love breakfast tacos. Um, and you are going to be automatically entered into a giveaway for 20 free leads from Lead Heroes, plus Christian's giving away one of his free his courses for free, the his mm-hmm. Feed the Beast course. So uh, please interact with us, give us questions, tell us what's going on. I could not be more excited to have this guest on today, you guys. Sylvia Gordon from Gordon Marketing from the tippy top. This is hands down one of our biggest guests we've ever had on the show. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. So exciting. Um, yeah. Sylvia, what do you eat? Let's start with the most important part of Taco yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, what, what, what are you eating? What are we eating today? What's going on? Oranges. Oranges. Got orange fiber. Where's the tacos? Oh. Look so, at that. Egg yeah, tacos? I can't have gluten, so have fun. Mm. So, quick story. Orange. Quick story. So, I was in Idaho last week with Sylvia and with, with, with um with scott sims um and you know sylvia had some events to do she comes up to to me and scott and she's like she's like um go get some dinner and get me something that's gluten-free she's like here's my credit card and so me me and scott are on the town with sylvia's (laughs) credit card and then we came back and she's like she's like that's all you got that's all you see she's like you had the 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 card and that's all you i know they like went to a fast food joint we went to seriously we went to red robin i know i was like damn come on you're gonna regret that like surf surf and turf baby that's right where you (laughs) go somebody gives you their credit card like eat go you go for it right yeah (laughs) come on okay so we talked about um, breakfast crunch wraps on this on Taco Tuesday for a while now from Taco Bell. And since this is the first time we've done Taco Tuesday this early, this is the one time I could get one. I didn't think this was real, but this is a real thing. proving me real wrong. Deal. Breakfast taco, breakfast um t- crunch wrap from Taco Bell. So it's it's a wrap all wrapped in one thing of goodness. It's got cheese, it's got hash brown, it's got egg, it's got wow. creamy jalapeno. It's something special. 
But it's like a thousand calories. Going to be taking a mandatory nap after he eats that because he won't be able to function the rest of the day. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I'm running circles around you, young guys, at 55. Yeah. Touche. Touche. Yeah. I mean, I've been trying to cut back on these on these on these breakfast crunch wraps because they're they're the enemy. They're the enemy. I've learned. But (laughs) (laughs) so. we had a very specific um, kind of line of topics that we wanted to cover here today on Talking yes. Tuesday. Since we have Sylvia, we can kind of bring you guys some information from a perspective that you're not going to hear every day, right? Um, like Glenn said, Sylvia's like at the tippy top, the tippy top. And um, so I, do- I thought we could just kind of jump right into this. And I think what we, what we were going to talk about is like um, s- situations where agents – have had their their contracts terminated. Did we lose Sylvia? Did she freeze? I think she's no frozen. Sylvia. No. Right the, so now that <laughs> I think now that we're getting into the important stuff, <clears throat> yeah. The topics. I'm sure we'll get Sylvia back here shortly, you guys. But the topics that we're going to be jumping into today, you know, again, I'm someone. I've been in the industry for almost 10 years. I have a unique perspective on the industry because I get to see things from the marketing angle. Yay, Sylvia's back. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with the internet, but cell phone to the rescue. Yes, you saved me from monologuing. So um, (laughs) we wanted to jump right into some of these topics that that we had talked about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, there's, I think there's a lot of really great topics that, that we mentioned, but, um, one thing that I wanted to talk about is the, the rolling of business, because obviously this is something that happens every single day in this industry where people are either rolling their own books or uplines are rolling their agents books. And obviously I think you're going to have a unique perspective on this whole situation. So, you know, tell us, Sylvia, what what's the latest that you see going on with agents who are rolling their book of businesses? So carriers have to be very gentle in how they deal with this because it's illegal to discriminate, meaning if it's a guaranteed issue, period, you can't ask them any help questions. However, if you write a lot of sick people, like we've had agents that worked with like nephrology clinics, like everybody's sick. Yeah, but they're turning 65, so it doesn't matter. Right. Well, it matters to somebody. Somebody's paying the bill. And that somebody's not happy if you're writing a bunch of sick people. And they're like, well, there's nothing they can do about it. Yeah, there is. They can terminate your contract. So agents, they 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 think that they're not going to be terminated because it's it's illegal. Well, they can any company can terminate you without cause with 30 days notice. For anything, by the way. For, for anything. They don't have to give a reason. So they yeah. you get a thing, you say your contract's terminated. And these people call and they're like, I write a lot of business. How could I, why would they terminate me? I can't, I can't tell them. And that includes renew. That's everything, right? So if someone has 3,000 clients, no. it's all just gone, evaporated. No, that's with cause. There's two ways to be terminated. With cause, which means they take your renewals. They okay. rarely use that. It's very uncommon for carriers to use that. That's typically something egregious like forgery. 
So mm. when they normally, most of the terminations are always without cause. They just quietly, you know, say, hey, bye-bye. You get to keep your renewals. So that's the good part. Gotcha. The bad part is when you're terminated, they're like, oh, yeah, my friend got terminated because of this. or And you just had to wait. And then you got re... No. When you're terminated for bad business, for rolling business, you do not recontract for life in everybody's system. <laughs> So you're so, never you're never coming back. That's a killer. I'm, I'm familiar with like in, on the life insurance side of the business, everyone talks about being vectored. So is that kind of where does where does getting vectored? So you know, if you have debt that you didn't pay back to that insurance company, is that is that similar to this, or is this like is this like a, a higher penalty if you get this never recontract, do not recontract? Where does where does vector fall on the scale? So vector means you owe a debt. Here's verifiable debt and you pay it off and your vector goes away and it disappears. There's like no history of your vectors, like a credit report, you know? Gotcha. So vector is way better than a DNR. DNR, do not resuscitate. You are dead. It means, <laughs> it means do not recontract, but it's it's like a, a medical DNR. You're gone. And so we'll have people that are like, yeah, I can never get contracted with so-and-so. And I'm like, well, what's the deal? Because a lot of people don't understand the rules with all the different companies. And one guy was hilarious. He's a really huge guy. Christian loves him because the guy likes to give thumbs down on Christian's videos. But um, I think I might have an idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he sued an insurance company. Ooh. Um, oh, it's a long story. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, he's crazy you you can't sue an insurance company <laughs> are you nuts yeah, like are you nuts like, no even if you are 100 percent justified right like you have them dead to rights what they did was wrong blah 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 they're never going to work with you again yeah Ever. yeah so here's here's a question when it comes to rolling business that i've always been told to believe that there is an ethical way of rolling clients versus a non-ethical. So for an example, if you have a client that's been on your books for three or four years, it's okay, and we're at, you're at a point with this client where their premiums gone up significantly with the carrier that you wrote. And then, you know, you can get them with a different carrier for a lower price. So I've always been told that, you know, that's an ethical way of rolling your own business. But I still wonder if you took a thousand mutual of Omaha clients and overnight you'd make them Sigma clients, wouldn't I, I would think mutual of Omaha would be livid and they would just want to terminate you right there. I don't hear these stories coming up too often. So part of me wonders if there's a tracking issue, if it's hard for the carriers to track all of these agents and all of these different applications. Oh, but hell what, no. They totally track this shit. So they, what, they know everything though. Like they, they track this all day long. So are they okay with, with older clients getting rolled then? Absolutely not. The insurance company doesn't make money. The uh, Medicare supplement insurance company doesn't make money for six or seven years. Wow. Right. Yeah. yeah. Think about that. So you got your money, your money's gone now. Cause your money stops after six or seven years. Right. Now's the time the insurance company can, make some profit on this and you move them. Yeah. 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 They're, they're not happy, right? You be the businessman. You're not, they, they, there is no ethical way to move business in the carrier's eyes. 
the carrier says once you write that business, that is their business, they own it. You don't. You need to back the fuck off. Am I allowed to say fuck on this? You're yes. allowed. You, you are. are. You're you're are. <laughs> I mean, that's how, that's their opinion. And like, like I said, if, if if I was the insurance company, I would feel the same way. Why why aren't we seeing more agents? If that's which again, I'm on your team with this. Like I totally agree that from the insurance carrier's perspective, they're losing money every time these clients get rolled. But why why aren't we seeing more agents get termed? Because I can tell you firsthand, there's so many agents and agencies are rolling every three or four years. You don't you don't see this come up all that often, you know, in conversation. You know, so like, I mean, you guys have a a smaller, you know, line of sight to these agents. Cause I work right. with thousands of these agents. So I, right. I see a bigger sampling, Yeah, but true. the insurance companies have to be careful too, because they need agents. I mean, they still need agents. So they're, 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 For now. That's yeah, that's good. That's getting there. Um, and they don't want to get sued too, because they don't need that. They don't need the bad press. Of right. you guys raised your rates thirty five percent in New York, so we moved all our business. That was a big deal that Mutual had to go through in two thousand and eleven. And Chuck yeah. Schumer got involved because of his mom's policy. You know, a whole bunch of stuff happened. Nobody needs that press. <laughs> um, but a lot of people do get terminated, and it's very quiet. And agents don't talk about it because it's embarrassing. Right. Like, yeah, I got termed. Right. I don't know, and typically they don't know why. So, like, yeah, I just got termed. I don't know why. I wrote a lot of business. I think they would love me. And no. Yeah. So it's kind of just like a, a thing in our industry that nobody really knows what's going on. And so if I tell people, like I went on the insurance forums and I was like, hey, guys, this is a thing. People get terminated. I see it all the time. They're like, no, that's not true. I've never seen it. And they all jumped up on me and said I was a, making up stuff and trying to hype a topic. Like, no, I'm not trying to hype a topic. I'm literally literally trying to tell you guys this is a threat to your business. Yeah, it, I've definitely seen it happen. Good old sure. insurance forums. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to the yeah, forums I, I have, and, and all those keyboard warriors. I, 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 had there, a huh? <laughs> I had a question about that too, Sylvia. I don't hear about them anymore. Is that just me? Like, the forum? Has they be, yeah, have the, have the forums become less relevant? I feel like they have. You know why? Social media because of things because of you things like this Christian you're yeah. like killing the insurance forms. Well, no, the insurance forms was a really tight click of trolls, and if you went on there, they would jump on you, oh. and and it was it was a hostile environment. I was like, what the hell? This could be such a great community, and it was not. They all know each other, they all love each other, and everybody that else comes on, they were very hostile. So you started a new Facebook group that's very welcoming to everybody. And other ideas, and and everybody helps each other, and it's the opposite of the insurance forums. So you're the solution. Thank you. Well, thank you, thank you. I'm, I'm, and shout out to other people that run groups too. You know, like yeah. our, you know, because I feel like I feel like all of us support each other. You know, like, right? It's a really nice community. It's it's very collaborative. That's what every industry needs is more collaboration. There's enough business for all of us. We don't have to all be attacking each other. I feel, I feel like something you said on the last video that didn't get reiterated enough was, um, you know, all of us are in the same business. We're all working towards the same goal of helping, you know, people with Medicare, helping seniors. And 
like we all need to work together so that way we still have a place in the industry. Like I felt like that was so spot on and not talked about enough. Like there's so much, you know, this is my client. No, this is, this is my client. You know, you stole my client or whatever, you know, or you stole my agent. And it's so stupid when you think about it in the grand scheme of things, because, you know, the carriers would love to not pay us, you know, and take and, and cross that off of their expense list every month. Like <laughs> no more. <laughs> While we're on the topic, Sylvia, since again, you have a unique perspective, you're, you're dealing with all these carriers at the top. How, you know, this is a topic that comes up all the time. People get freaked out. I see posts every day where it's like, we're about to get eliminated. Walmart's taking over. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What's the reality behind insurance carriers actually cutting us agents out? Is that something that's actually on the horizon or is this just fear mongering among agents? Oh, God, no. So I've been in very high level meetings, you know, open door with all FMOs or closed door with just high management. And they have told me straight up, you better be finding a new job because you won't have a job in five years because their whole their whole focus, every company's focus is direct to consumer. That is the big word. And it has, it's been that way for the past seven years. Um, they, they thought we'd be gone by now. Right. So, but that's, that's part of the reason why I'm, I'm skeptical, right? Is because this conversation has been going on for years, mutual but, Omaha, sending mail, direct call centers, you know, carrier call centers, they haven't eliminated us. And so it's like, when, yeah, when you- but look at their numbers. Their numbers are growing and it doesn't matter how great a service we do and how nice we are and all that stuff. The fact is that technology is making a very big gain in the younger generation. So people turning 65 today. I was talking to a guy last night and he, he is so sharp and he's, scanning documents and emailing them to me and I, stuff that was unheard of just a couple of years ago. Yeah. Hardly any of my clients could do anything. Um, so the fact that the American consumer is getting very comfortable talking to a stranger on the phone, working with their email, they're going to be able to eliminate a huge sec- segment of our population. Do you, do you I, see it kind of like, I'm sorry, Christian, I keep, I keep jumping in. I've, I've had too much coffee this morning. Um, do you see it going kind of like P cause I feel like PNC has become super commoditized. So is that kind of the direction you see Medicare going where it is just like, you know, very easy for them to interact with the carrier direct. Okay. So don't get me started on PNC cause we own a PNC agency Oh, I didn't and, know. and property and casualty. I hate that business, but oh, we did a lot with progressive. Okay. This is before flow. And, you know, you could buy progressive, you could call the 800 number or you could come to us. It was the same price. Like our current situation is in Medicare, right? If they buy Mutual Omaha from us, it's the same as calling Mutual Omaha. Well, progressive then said, if you buy it over the 800 line, you, it's cheaper than going to your local agent, which why would people come to your local agent? So when the carriers do that, when they cut out our segment, if the DOIs will let them, which I don't, well, Mutual of Omaha on the final expense side, they were doing the same thing. I, w- I was walking into houses. I'll never forget this. 
They'd have a letter on their table with mutual of Omaha rates. I'm a broker with mutual of Omaha. And I'm like, I can't offer this rate. And I felt like right. the biggest idiot in the world. I'm like, I guess right. call mutual and I'm walking out the door. Because how many people, if they had to make a conscious decision to pay extra to have an agent, would pay that? Never. Close at, to least, no one. at least 50% of the people wouldn't because they're like, wow. my budget's too tight. I don't have the luxury. I'll, I got to save it every dime I can. So we don't have any control. That, that's up to them. That's up to the carriers. So if they want to get rid of us, which they do, then we're going to have to figure out our place in the system. And it's going to be, has to be high touch, high value service, which is going to be impossible for a call center to do. You know, it'd be easy right. for the little guy in the, in the smaller town to really know his people and have, have high touch. But for the big call centers right now that are sucking a while, the call centers right now are sucking all the business away from the carrier call centers. Mm. So the carriers are furious because these huge work. call centers, Go Health, eHealth, Select Quote, who's the fourth one? Spring. They are driving the cost of the leads up that the carriers feed their own machine with. So I, I love it how they're all fighting it out up there. And us guys, us boots on the ground, we're still doing our thing. So question, Sylvia, with that. It almost sounds like that because the last 13 to 15 months or so with COVID, there's been a lot of emphasis on agents transitioning into doing sales over the phone, right? And like doing things more virtually and things like that. It almost sounds like what you're saying is like an agent probably has more of a chance of standing out and surviving all that stuff by maybe not doing as much telephonically. Is that, my, is that what I'm hearing? Like maybe not necessarily throwing out that face-to-face -face model? Right. I think when it, when it comes down to it and everybody's really comfortable with technology, let's just eliminate the fact that they might pay us or charge more to work with us. Let's say that that, that doesn't happen. Then the people that are really going to have their, their stability are people that have those relationships and really have that face-to-face -face contact they're in their community. They're going to they're gonna want to stay with Bob. Everybody does their Medicare with Bob. We love Bob. Versus we're Shout all out to Medicare Bob out there, by the way, while we're talking about, while we're talking about Bob. Bobby. Bobby. But you know what I'm saying? And, I don't, and Bobby yeah. never had that. I, Bobby was a bad example because he never had. True. He's a call center. Telephone. So, yeah. so Rebecca me, Davis. Sylvia, Rebecca people, Davis is a good example. Yeah. People yeah, grassroots. They know yeah. I do Medicare, you know. So no, they that, know that's come totally to Medicare Mama. It's funny. It's funny because like you totally flipped my perspective because I, I thought call centers were the future. I mean, Christian, I literally, I, what was that last week? That was like our yeah. whole conversation was brick and mortar versus call center. Like, um, so yeah, I think that's interesting, but I, I think it makes perfect sense because once your phone starts ringing because the community is just calling you, calling you, calling you, you're indispensable at that point. Right. Right. So the, those of us that really embed ourselves in our community, like I, I have a lady, she's like on the, on the homeowners association. She volunteers with seniors, you know, she's super embedded in her community and she gets so many calls every single day. Now, if they had to pay a couple bucks extra to have her, those people definitely would. Right. She's hands-on. If they had to pay a couple bucks extra to have a call center versus calling Mutual of Omaha direct. No. No. So the call centers are making a huge inroad into our business right now. 
But when push comes to shove, I think they're easier to push out than will be to push out. Yeah, makes sense. What we'll be the last that- cockroaches after the nuclear explosion. <laughs> <laughs> what about the hybrid model? This is something that, again, Christian and I were talking about. So I've seen some agencies where they've kind of succeeded in, in both, where they'll have a local presence. I don't think, I think most agents and agencies fail when they try to do both. But I have seen some people, and again, I think Christian is another example of an agency model where they can really do either, right? They can sell over the phone, they can be out of state, but then they can also have a local community presence. Do you think that's kind of the future model for success? Having characteristics of both maybe? Yeah. You know, I do, but that's because the younger people are well-versed in technology and they can switch. But the older people like my age, they're like, hell no. Like, I, I don't want to switch. I'm, I'm good. I'm going to do it my way until I die. And I hear that all day long because our average agent is 55 to 65. Yeah. But for the younger people coming up that are in their 20s and 30s, yeah, they can just do, do, do either way. And so they do have a lot of versatility and they're very comfortable with either way. Somebody's walking in. Okay, I'll be right there. Oh, you got a call. They just sell it on their phone. I mean, adapt or die, right? I mean, isn't that the game we're all playing? It, that's that's every game. That's right. business. That's, that's business. Yeah. That's business in general. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But a lot of these people, they're making enough money, and they can see retirement on the horizon. They don't have to adapt. They're like, you um, you mentioned you mentioned the average insurance agent being fifty five to sixty five, which I totally agree. I'm mean, talking with agents every single day. There's no doubt in my mind the average agent is over fifty. That's the average age of the insurance agent, especially in our space in the life health space. What do you see happening as, you know, we have these, it's kind of these converging points, right? You have Medicare beneficiaries is ramping up more than ever right now. I mean, the numbers that I'm seeing, it's insane. You know, what, 70 million by 2030 Medicare, Medicare beneficiaries. So, so what's going to happen when these two points converge where you have more Medicare beneficiaries than ever, but then you're also going to see probably less agents. I mean, what, how is this going to play out? Well, the call centers are filling that void, right? Yeah. They're hiring as fast as they possibly can. And all the carrier are building up their own call centers. But it it definitely is a problem. Every meeting we have, there's like one guy in there in his early 30s or under. One. I can can count on two hands the people off the top of my head that I can think of that are young in this business. It's crazy. So every time I find a young person, I'm like, you are going to be so successful just by default, like you can be a total dud. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. I'm going to fail my way in. No, Let's just, go. That's why it gets crazy. <laughs> because this is such a weird career path. Nobody knows about it. And people that owe insurance, they all look down on us and they don't think they, there's no prestige to be an insurance agent. My friends pity me. They feel really bad. That I stopped practicing law to go on insurance. They think it was something <laughs> just to help my family out. And if they only knew. That is they, so true. They pity if they me. only knew, you know, like I mean, it's 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 such a niche, you know, that's like off in a corner somewhere and there's no spotlight being, you know, sh- um shined on it. It's weird. It's a weird dynamic. You know, once they would institute a college curriculum 
then it'd be legitimized. Like I have a degree in this. And wouldn't that be kind of cool? if, like you could spend four years instead of studying all the BS that we had to study to study something like really valuable in this business. Cause everybody comes to insurance, just my staff, teacher, geologist, pastor, uh, he's got an MBA in finance, MBA in business, like all these weird things. And they work for us. Nobody could have had a path into insurance. Why, why can't, can't Gordon marketing um, put some money up at a college and, and get this started? Let's go. Gordon, Gordon marketing can create their totally own college. Against, I'm totally against college in general right now. I'm so, so I'm so down. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to talk my 18 year old not to go into college. Yeah. I'm so against it. Yeah. That's um, a whole nother conversation, but I do agree with that. I think right. the value's not right. there anymore. Yeah. The, the insanity of this college debt. But if there was a college curriculum that would legitimize our profession more, then people would know about it and we would have a track into it. Right now, everybody gets in like, oh, my roommate. Oh, my dad pulled me in. Oh, my neighbor. You know, it's the weirdest thing. Yeah. And it would be so cool to have a background in all this stuff. We're, we're always playing catch up. Like we don't we don't understand the tax brackets. Yep. We don't understand. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. We're insurance just, and insurance business is always behind. They're always yeah, like always. behind trends and technology and yeah. Um, guys, I, I want to steer the boat back real quickly here. Cause I know we only got 30 minutes left. Yeah. Sylvia, I want to steer the conversation back to the termination topic. Cause I was, so I know that there were some other topics that we wanted to get to with that. And so, you know, some, 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 some instances, some situations. So Sylvia, you had, you talked about how you've seen LOA agents, right? That were maybe working with an organization, work with an agency, and then they go out and roll clients that they wrote once they leave that organization. And then their uplines able to, from what I understood, it almost sounds like their uplines able to pull their contract and terminate them from that. Is that, is that no, right? No. So it's very delicate. And this is a very common situation. If you are LOA, typically you don't understand the situation. You didn't really no, you had choices. You're like, that was a cool deal. I signed a contract. He gave me leads. I sold business. And you're like, this is great. This is great. And all of a sudden you realize, wait, I make $300 on a case and he's making $200 on a case plus his override. And I don't even get leads, you know? So then you were really dissatisfied and you're like, well, Hey, I'm going to leave. Well, when you leave, you leave everything. Cause you're LOA. You don't own it. So you're like, well, screw that. Those are my clients. So you go and you move all your clients, you roll them all from Humana to Aetna. So the boss, if he doesn't have a non-compete, does he have any standing to sue you? No, he doesn't have any reason that you couldn't do that, but he's going to go to the carrier and he's going to allege malfeasance on your part that you stole those client files or you did something, whatever. So he has the leverage to get the carrier mad at you. Now, it's not as easy as I called the carrier and they terminated her. I have to be able to prove something. So if you are the owner with LOA agents, you've got to protect yourself with the contract. You got that piece of paper has got to delineate the relationship. And most people don't have that. Okay. So protect yourself. If you are the LOA agent and you have an agreement, then you can abide by your agreement. If you typically don't have an agreement and you want to roll all your business because you can't live because you don't have anything to live off of now, you've got to be very delicate about it. <laughs> you don't go write 20 cases a day. You know, you're just setting yourself up to get in big trouble. One, the carrier, regardless of your relationship, breaking up with your former GA. Carrie doesn't like to see a lot of movement. So 
if you're going to do that, it better be very gentle and uh, kind of weave that into other stuff. That's not what agents do. They're like, I got to live right now. I got to pay the bills. So I had four grand a month coming from over there. I'm going to just roll those cases as fast as I can, which is why a lot of the companies got rid of the AOR. So Humana had the AOR. Mm. All you had to do is go and go write them. On a piece of paper. Yeah. yeah boom, boom, boom. Now you got all your clients back. So screw your old upline. Well, your old upline, he wasn't going to take that laying down. So he'd go out, he'd AOR them all back to himself. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Then they finally called the FMO. And I'm like, you guys, this FM, this AOR war is terrible for the member. Oh, yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible yeah. for that, right? Terrible they're, they're, for the they're not period. they're not getting a better product. They're not getting a better plan. They're just being hot potato back and forth. Yeah, they're just being harassed. And I'm like, if I were the if I were Humana, I would terminate you. You know, like quit it. You guys stop right now. Figure out something. But this is not the answer because in the end, you got to take care of your member. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So people oh. shoot themselves in the foot all the time, and I see these termination letters come across all the time. That's crazy. <laughs> so um, we're talking about carriers and this the, the termination. What is there times when the carriers in the wrong that you see where you're like, okay, and, and maybe this isn't even just in regards to terminating agents, but maybe there's other things carriers. And obviously you don't have to mention any carriers by name here, but again, I'm curious from, from your point of view, getting the kind of a peek behind the curtain, you know, what are the, some, sometimes what are these carriers doing? I mean, an example that I've heard of, right, to kind of start this off is carriers marketing directly to insurance agents' clients, ascend, kind of what, again, kind of what we're already talking about here, rolling that business, where I've, I've heard of carriers essentially rolling a broker's rolling. business to an internal, uh, an internal contract, essentially. Well, first of all, you can never say it's a broker's business. We do not own the product. These are not our clients. I know it it makes no, us no, crazy. That makes sense. It makes us crazy and we hate to think of it like that. But we're writing that client and giving them to their rightful owner, which right. is the carrier. So right. it's their business. They can do whatever the hell they want with their clients. And we have a very different philosophical approach to that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how it is. Okay. It's like when your kids start trying to, you know, like call the shots in the house, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not your bedroom. That's not your towel. This is my house. This my is bedroom. my room. Like hell it is. Right. You, you, this yeah. is my house, right? Yes. So I know that all too well. Do, they can do whatever they want. Once you have submitted the business, it is their business. Okay. And so if they feel that you're in, Medicare supplement client would be better served on a Medicare advantage. They can do that. Yeah. Oh, that makes yeah. perfect you, sense. You have to be aware of who is doing that and right. adjust accordingly to who you decide to work or not work with. So the big one is part D. Yep. Most carriers, when you write a standalone part D, they immediately take that lead or that, that app and they give that to their internal Yep. Them it's they, give it to, they give it to FMOs like me all day long. Thousands, thousands. I mean, they, they don't give me 10,000, but I have friends. That get 10, <laughs> no, lit, literally, they, I don't get them. But I have friends that get 10, 20,000 Part yeah. D leads every AEP. 
And their whole job is to go out there and take that M- that Part D and turn it into an MAPD. Screwing the agent that yeah. just sat down with them for two hours and determined that a med sup and a standalone Part D would be in their best interest. That's, that's I, the exact situation. By the way, that's the exact situation I was referencing. Yeah. It was a carrier contracting a mail house, literally, you know, like you said, basically taking that app, sending mail to the, to that senior. And it was all part D focused. So literally you hit it right on the nose. What I had, what I had heard talked about. So I, I lived, I lived in Florida for 10 months and I talked about this on, on taco Tuesday before I won't say any carrier or anything like that, but like there was a carrier, um, local office, if you will, like a, a captive agent, local, you know, carrier office. And um, they brought me in to kind of go over some of the, you know, lay of the land of the market there. And they had captive agents, like their internal agents, essentially, from what it appeared to me, kind of like just quickly been passing. It almost looked like to me, like they had like piles of scopes that they were going through. That's what it looked like. They had piles of scopes that they were just one by one by one. Um, well, they can't read my scopes, so I'm safe. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. Like mine, mine's like chicken scratch. You can't read mine. But, but like I told, I've told that story a million times, and a lot of people look at me like I'm crazy. They're like, that doesn't really go on. I'm like, you have no idea. Half the stuff I, that's everything I would try to help people on the insurance forum and try to tell them like, hey, this is I see this from my side. They're like, no, I'm like, buddy. Unless you're an FMO doing what I do, trust me. I'm like you don't know. Like I'm just trying to help. I don't. Yeah. I don't care. I'm not soliciting you to work with me. I'm just trying to like tell you guys how to protect your career. Yeah, yeah. Um, had a couple more topics I want we that we wanted to get to um, while we still got you, and I I don't want to run out of time. So okay, so next topic was carriers behaving badly. Talk about that. So, so I was up with in Idaho last week, and they said, "Don't talk about United Healthcare to this agent because they hate United Healthcare's politics, AARP's politics." And I was like, "Buddy, you got to be able to understand that AARP's <laughs> politics are front and center. It's easy to disagree with their politics, but you don't know the politics of Anthem." You don't know the politics of Regents Blue Cross. And let me tell you, if you did, you'd hate all of them. You'd hate everybody. Okay. So I get the same pushback. Like, don't, don't hate a company for, for that stuff without researching the rest of them. Now, this, the reason you should hate a company (laughs) is some of the terrible things that they do behind the scenes. And I know a lot of it because we've hired a lot of reps through the years that come directly from the carriers and they tell us stuff that just makes my mind explode can only imagine some just some horrible ones you guys need to do one just on sexual harassment in the industry and i'll i'll add a just a doozy on sexual harassment but (laughs) one of the um (laughs) one of the the easiest ones that i think every agent could identify with is the fact that we hired a senior vice president from a big insurance company and he told us that hey you know you got to check your commissions because if you're not getting paid on any apps, you know, there's a, there's a statute of limitations where you can't go back and contest it. And at that point, this was so many years ago. At that point, most carriers were like a year, two years. It was very lenient. 
Well, then they started shortening them down. Okay. And the point was, if you can't find the error in this time period, we get to keep your money. Them really playing on the fact that most agents don't have a secretary and a CRM. And right. They're working with files. They're old yep. guys. Right. And so if there's an error, they don't notice it because they're busy going forward. Yep. So I said, so like, how much money are we talking? He said, the day I, the day he left, they had $25 million of unclaimed <laughs> agent commissions that were sitting there that were with, within the time period where somebody could still claim them. So there, so, so that that's within two. That was that's only funds within two years. Everything beyond two years is that what you said? Is no, golf? that's how it used to be. Then it went to one year, and some companies go six months. Wow. So if you can't find a lot, if you can't find that you weren't paid on on Betty Smith in six months, and then you call and ask ask for it, it's too late. Wow. It depends on the carrier. So that's crazy. They, that's really short. My point was. Well, what are they doing to try to reconcile that and get that money to? The, yes. Yes. I see. We, we used to have apps all sent to our office. So I see these apps. You cannot read the agent's name. You cannot read the agent number. Like I get, <laughs> I get why there could be lost commissions, but you see the client's name and you see the client's number. Otherwise you can't issue it. Call the client. Why don't you call the client and say, who was your agent? Is, is the reason that's such a big issue and such a big number because most agents aren't consistently writing business? Because I would think if you're writing. No, 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 no. This is, a, this is the opposite. This is the agents write so much business. They can't keep up with the admin. They figure a bunch of money's hitting my, my bank every month and they just go forward. They don't reconcile what they submitted with what they get paid. So why, why would one policy? So if, if they're consistently submitting business with a carrier and that, and it's typically that money's coming in, why would all of a sudden one app not get paid on? Why, why, what would trigger that? Okay. So we're talking about a paper environment. Okay. So e-app solves this problem. Okay. 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 This makes sense. So in a paper environment, which is still at least 40% of the apps with every carrier, which is insane. insane. Somebody, somebody in the Philippines has got to key in this app so they can't read it. I mean, we have a lot of agents that are Korean and Chinese. You cannot read their, their handwriting. You're right. <laughs> it looks like Korean. <laughs> so the, the person that keys it in types in whatever, and then it doesn't get paid. You're supposed to call and say, hey, how come I didn't get paid? Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I was definitely thinking from like the e-app, like call center e-app perspective. I'm like, why wouldn't an app get paid? But yeah, if it's paper, I mean, I who knows? I don't and think I, a lot of people realize how many apps are still done paper. It's madness to me with Sunfire, yeah. Connecture, all these things. At least 40% are still done paper with every every carrier. So, no. and like I said, that's our guys. That's me. That's my peeps. That's 55 to 65 and up. We like paper. We got a whole trunk full of little file boxes and we got our paper apps <laughs> and we do paper. Then we take you, it back. Do you my see? My ex-husband does paper. It drives me crazy. That's insane. Do you foresee a future where some of these big carriers, you know, Humana, Mutual, of Omaha, Signet, like where they just so they say we don't want paper? Where they just they put a hard stop on it? Do you see that happening at any point? The fact that they haven't done it yet tells me they probably are not going to do that. They've created a framework where they can do it at any time, but they none of nobody wants to alienate themselves in the market and, right. and lose market share for one year. Everybody's right. jobs and bonuses are so precarious. 
Um, so what they've done instead of um, instead of decentivizing you by charging you more for paper is they incentivize us for paper apps. So they yeah. give an FMO a bonus. If you can get your paper apps up, you can get a bonus. Huh. So that we would really try to push you guys to get paper. Now, the bonus didn't go so well. So then they started hurting us. So if we don't have a certain amount of paper of e-apps, then we get hurt. So if we want to keep our contract, our, then we got to push the e-apps. There, so we're one of the levers they're pushing. There, there's a local carrier in Utah, in, in Salt Lake. The, and and they, they have pretty big MA market share. Like they're number two behind, you know, the M, the empire <laughs> is what I call them. But um, they are the first carrier I've ever seen. They will pay your, com they will essentially cut your commission in half if you do a paper app. So Whoa. United Healthcare has had it in their contract, I think since like 2009, that if you take a paper app, they have the right to, to take 50 bucks out of your commission. It's been in the contract for years, years and years and years. Nobody notices it. Go look in your commission schedule in your contract. It's right there. They've never enforced it, but they could at any time because it's huh. in the contract. I had no idea. Crazy. So wait, wait, to go back to that point, I think we maybe we got missed off the rails there for a second. But <laughs> yes. you, you said you said something. You said you know, we're talking about this this fund of commission that wasn't paid to the agents. And your question was, what are you guys doing to reconcile this? What was the answer to that? What are they doing to reconcile all that of this? The point. They're that not doing point. anything. Nothing. Wow. What, what They have no benefit in doing anything. The right. rules say if you find a, a missed commission, then you have to contact us within a time period. It doesn't say we have to diligently work proactively to try to reconcile this for you. Wouldn't wouldn't they this be incentivized? Of paper. Right, but wouldn't they be incentivized in the sense of trying to create loyalty with agents? Or maybe maybe that's completely irrational to say, but I would think like I, I, I the, the the way that I would look at it, you know, in the time that I've been in the business and being around carrier reps and you know being around carriers and people in the industry, I have I have gotten the impression over the years from most carriers that like they're never going to go above and beyond to help us out in terms of helping us get paid or anything like that. Like that's always been the impression that I've gotten. Like that's our responsibility and in their eyes, that's our responsibility. And they look at us as an expense, you know? So we like are if they just a line item, there's no, you know, there's all this outreach to enhance the member experience and we're doing constantly what we're putting for the member, but they don't like us. We're their, we're their army. And they don't st do anything to enhance our experience and to help us. I mean, like I remember one of the one of the carriers, they would shut down their their um, your agency services at lunchtime every day for an hour, so their whole agency services could have lunch. And I'm like, that's when we call you. <laughs> yes. yes. Like whoever came up with this should be fired. This is the stupidest thing oh I've ever gosh. heard. That's like they, but that was to serve us. And <laughs> right. they were serving us. They were like trying to take care of their. No, we're, yeah. we're an expense and nobody's trying to enhance our experience. Nobody's trying to help us. You get the best agent services from the smallest company because they're really trying to claw in, into a market share. The right. bigger the company, 
the, the more expendable we are and the more they're always trying to go behind our backs and, and give it to their captive people or their semi-captive people or their call center their or their bigger, better FMO relationship, you know, yeah. like, so I'm an FMO domiciled in Indiana. So there'd be a lead that would call into a, the headquarters of a, one of the insurance companies and they would, you know, farm it out. Would they farm it out to me in Indiana because the person's in Indiana right beside my office? No, they give it to somebody in West Virginia because he's closer with them. Right. How is that better for the member? No, That's what, not. Yeah. Yeah. And it irritated the fuck out of me when this client then comes <laughs> into my office with questions and I'm like, how, how did, you know, and they're like, oh, well, I called into the company and the company referred me to the guy in West right. Virginia. Yeah. Insanity. That's insanity. So what do you guys take out of this? Anybody that's watching this or the replay on live, check your fucking commission statements, you know, do audits every so often. Like before before I contracted with a a large national carrier, I I didn't contract with them. And one of my friends was a big GA with them. And I said, Hey, I'm thinking about taking them on. And he goes, Oh, okay. Just check your commission statement with a fine tooth comb every single month because they will short you every single month. Now, in this company's defense, they're not as evil as some other companies are. They are just incompetent. There's a difference. Yeah. Okay. Some companies are genuinely evil. Like they they are doing this on purpose. They're doing this on purpose. This company, they just do not have their shit together. Like they have, they've put no emphasis on, on their infrastructure, on building right. up their technology. So they do pay you incorrectly constantly, constantly. And the beautiful thing about it is if you call there and say, Hey, I wasn't paid. They'll say, Oh, it was your FMO's fault. They always do that. Right. And then we have to say, no, it's not our fault. Yeah. They I, pay, I, you know. I can definitely speak to this too. Like there's some call centers I work with where I've, I've talked to the agency owner and they're like, they're like, Hey, we just got our, our Q. We're looking at Q1, you know, submitted business versus paid business. And the more business you write, even if it's only like 10%, that can be a huge amount of money that you're owed. So, I mean, yeah, guys, and this is, and, and I think like this really circles back to, the problem that insurance agents are inherently lazy and um, misorganized. Let's not say lazy. I'm going to say disorganized. Lazy, lazy, not not the right term. Because you're not an agent. So I'm going to give you this. (laughs) (laughs) We we are not disorganized. We are not lazy. We are front people. We're the front of the house. We're good at sales. We can close the sale. We know we don't like the admin stuff. That bores we don't like that. I get it. That's not our skill set. I hated paperwork. When I was selling insurance, paperwork was the worst part. I hated Mm -hmm. the paperwork. Let me tell you let me tell you another secret. One of the companies which is They've since been acquired, which I could probably say their name, but they'd probably still sue me. But anyway, what they were doing was they were shorting everybody's commission like one penny. That's ridiculous. Like every, every, every check, one penny. And so we're adding it up. It's like a million dollars a day they're making, right? (laughs) It was big big money. Hoping people won't notice. Right. Well, so I have another company.
company that if you work directly with them, they cut your PDP renewal. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but if you work through an FMO, we paid you the full because fair market value is a ceiling, not a floor. Fair market value says I can't pay you more than half of first year. So we were paying half of first year because they made the FMO pay the commission. But if you were direct with them, they didn't pay you half of first year. They paid you less and nobody noticed. So yeah. we, we weren't supposed to say, hey, don't work direct. We pay you more because we weren't really supposed to do that. Right. But the point was nobody noticed. People thought working direct was better because you cut out the evil FMO. But we paid you more. Yeah. No, people <laughs> crazy. don't pay attention to their money. It's crazy. And, and you know, again, I, I'm a huge fan of CRM systems and, and staying organized. That that was my point. Guys, guys, track your money, <laughs> track your applications. I don't care if you're front house, back house, middle of the house. If you're in the house, stay organized. Sylvia, I know you have a hard stop coming up. And so at the end of the show, what Chris and I do every week is we just kind of go through some final thoughts. So tons of great information. Again, you guys, whether you're watching this live or you're watching the replay, Chris and I are going to do a giveaway. Christian's giving away his Feed the Beast course for free. I will be giving away 20 leads from Lead Hero. So comment below, say anything. Talk about tacos. Talk about Sylvia. Talk about anything that we covered on today's episode. Um, and you can enter for free in this giveaway. So Sylvia... Again, super appreciative of your time today. Um, any final thoughts that you would want to share with our audience, with all the agents out there? Just be careful. You're nothing without the carriers. Protect the carrier relationship and respect, respect their rules. Because I see too many agents getting terminated all the time because they're like, whatever, I don't need Aetna. You need everybody. You know, you, you need Aetna. Aetna might buy the local carrier in Salt Lake that you love. And now you can't work with that one because you burned your bridge with Aetna. You need your carrier relationships and don't trust them. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I love it. Um, Christian, final thoughts. Oh man. Um, what I took away from this more than anything was agents. I feel like they, they always feel like they're very protected, right? As long as they're certifying, as long as they're remaining in good standing, like, Guys, I would just say, always understand that you can be dropped like that. You're very expendable in the eyes of the carrier. And don't take that for granted. Um, check your commission statements. I think if you can afford an admin to help you out, um, it's even more reason to do it, right? Because there's little things like that that don't get talked about enough that need to be checked on. Um, and so what I took away from from this episode was, was just the mainly those two things, make sure that you, you know, cross your T's, dot your I's. And, um, I, I couldn't say it better than what Sylvia said it as is, um, don't burn your carrier relationships and understand, you know, where you're at in the stratosphere, if you will. Totally agree. Um, first of all, I want to say, Getting flipped off by Sylvia Gordon on yeah, camera. That's the thumbnail. For that's the thumbnail. Agents lazy. That's the thumbnail. <laughs> okay. That's you the know thumbnail. There's a lot of lazy agents out there. So they don't call the leads. I'm telling you right now. That's true. In Glenn's defense, that is true. They Thank don't call you. the leads. The beautiful part of being self-employed is we get to work the hours we that's want. That's true. 
You know, so don't call me lazy. Just I'm doing my thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm doing it the way I want to do it. That um, is the thumbnail, though. That is the I thumbnail. Hope it, and honestly, I loved it. I love the fire that you're bringing to the industry every day. We need more Sylvia Gordons out there. I That's totally amazing. agree. Um, but my one of my final thoughts I want to no share. No carrier ever. <laughs> Um, what my final thought I really want to share with you guys is Sylvia really kind of helped. Like I have a, I had a kind of a paradigm shift this morning. There was so much fear mongering going on out there. And I always took the side of, you know, you guys are being crazy. This conversation has been going on for five or 10 years. They're not going to replace agents. You know, we're a necessary evil. They have to have us. But Sylvia's really kind of changed my mind this morning on this is, we are definitely replaceable. We are literally, when you're doing your taxes and there's like, you're looking at expenses, like that's all we are to all of these carriers. Like they're literally strategizing about how to eliminate us. So like take that perspective into your business going forward, 2021, 2022 and, and into the future, you guys, because that's, that's not going away. That's just going to continue happening every day, every year. So I totally appreciate your time, Sylvia. This was a wonderful episode. Yeah. I want to quickly give an applause to Sylvia for coming on. Thank you. This was awesome. The queen. um, Anybody watching at home, make sure giving applause will know if you don't. And if you guys have a question about a specific situation, you guys can email me s gordon at gordonmarketing.com because I have people that I was like, hey, hey, am I in trouble here or is this going to be an issue? And I'm like, hit me up, I'll tell you. The, but the the one thing about your commissions is never trust ever any companies to pay you correctly. Nobody's doing it right. And Track your money. Track your money, you guys. Make sure you're getting paid. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. I love it. Um, well, thank you again, Sylvia. This was awesome. And um, guys, thanks so much for watching. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for working with us on the schedule change. Um, yes. And we'll be back next week, as always, with another Taco Tuesday. Till next Tuesday. Happy tacos.